ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We are belling up to the bar for one of my favorite things, something that I enjoy, uh, the big kid that lives in my soul that can go all the way back to Pong, original Pong, red box, two knobs, pronged going into the back of the TV, set it to either channel three or channel four with a switcher. I go that far back, uh, pinball, you name it, all the way through to original Nintendo NES with Rob the Robot and the gun, $155 at your local Toys R Us. We go that far back, but that's because I'm old. But to bring it into the new school, the owner, the proprietor, the leader of the pack, uh, and he, he used, I gotta, I'm going to put this in your head right now. Because you use Ender's Game, and it's one of my favorite books, you better have read the book. Is that I hope that's part of this <laughs> joining us from parts unknown? What a great first name, too! I love his first name, it goes so well with the video games, Mr. Titus Walker. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I All appreciate right. the intro as well, bro. You gotta tell me now before we even get into I still got to do house cleaning here. Have you read Ender's Game? Um, is that that's is that the Hunger, Hunger Games? No, it's no. It's uh, a book no. called Ender's Game. No, then no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you've never listen to me, Titus. Listen to me. When we we can just end the whole interview right now. Start <laughs> reading. Just start reading. It is probably the epitome. But let me put it to you this way: it's a movie, and that, that's why I thought you actually. It's a movie about kids who think they're playing video games as strategy for a war interesting and, and you know, see my best friend ken just popped up he watched the movie the movie doesn't do it any justice but movies never do they can never get everything in uh ken i'm reading starship troopers right now it's completely different but let's get some house cleaning done before we figure out what titus has got going on as always folks over my right shoulder is the big board for sticker and a cause maybe you've got your own esports team maybe you've got your own esports league or you're just really into making game art or something along those lines, and you got stickers, you can reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram. I don't care where it is. Even my email address is all the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you got going on. I'll give you the address where to send that sticker. We put your sticker up on the big board. We read about you, free advertising for you and what you got going on. So make sure you reach out to us for sticker and a cause. Now we also got to get to our sponsors. Our sponsors are Budget Blinds of East Greenbush and Budget Blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York. They are the number, the Budget Blinds is the largest window treatment company in North America. Uh, and right now, the Budget Blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki and Budget Blinds of East Greenbush are running a special 25% off your entire order of select window treatments. On top of that, they also are now partnered with Wells Fargo are able to offer you up to 18 months of interest free and this is on any kind of window treatment even drapery so make sure you let them know you're there to belly up to the bar get those windows taken care of that's budget blinds of hudson and cooksaki new york and budget blinds of east greenbush where are you at titus let me just jump right in what state are you in i'm in virginia what part of va so uh we have four different locations uh we have stafford uh fredericksburg uh ashburn and then um virginia beach so I've, I've spent time in Stafford and I've spent time in uh, Virginia Beach, Hampton Roads, because I've retired out of the Marine Corps. So that's oh, OK. I mean. OK. But yeah. So I just want to jump right in, into this. So how long has the league been been in existence? Uh, so the league was founded in December of 2019. Um, probably the absolute worst time to start a business Pretty around any type of uh, social <laughs> social environment. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you started it in, in, in December of 2019. What was your background before then? You know, what, what's the or, origin story 
you got them already popping up, brother. You got uh, <laughs> 300 TV. He's firing you up, calling you the GOAT. Um, so what is your origin story? I mean, we need to, we need the uh, Final Fantasy origin story here. Yeah, I got you. I'm playing, I'm playing so, BG3 right now. Hey, like, I had I, to put the controller down for BG3 because I found myself at 1.30 in the morning still playing. And I was like, this is shit. I be dead. I'm a grown man. So, Final so, Fantasy VII is one of my so um, origin story. So um, I actually um, grew up playing video games. Uh, my dad introduced me to gaming when I was five, maybe six o'clock, uh, six years old. And, um, and I, it was Mortal Kombat, um, probably not a great game to be playing at five, six, five, six years old. Don't worry about it, son. You'll love it. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Sega Genesis. Um and uh, fell in love with gaming, um, played, you know, a lot of like Soul Calibur. I really got into fighting games, didn't fully understand them, but I just loved kicking ass. Like it was just that was like the greatest for me. Um, and um, yeah, so did that. Um, still still a big fan of Mortal Kombat, uh, but transitioned, started playing a little bit more shooters, played a lot of sports games growing up. Um, as I played, I played a lot of sports and I'm not a big fan of, I didn't watch sports. So gaming, uh, you know, it was more a way to express myself creatively in playing different sports games because I enjoyed playing it, but I wasn't, you know, a huge fan of watching other people do it. Um, I get that. And so, yeah, just um, got into uh, sales and then transitioned into real estate, did real estate for um, a good eight years um, before um, before, well, actually it was probably about six years before starting and I did both at the same time. So I had my real estate gig, um, where I was, you know, buying, you know, getting into developed land, building it up, creating communities, um, buying and selling houses, flipping houses, that type of stuff. Um, and then saved up some cash, knew I wanted to start a business. Um, and my wife was like, Hey, you know, you love video games. We were, we were playing, um, virtual reality and I we, we were playing it like probably until like one in the morning two in the morning and had it up <laughs> on the charger and just like she was like you should do a business doing this and I was like huh that actually could work and so um, started doing some research and realized like if I was to do a business like this I'd want to do it in a competitive arena and then I'd want it to be more um, based around some sort of uh, competition to get people coming back because right now you have, you know, you have discord, you have Xbox live, you know, PlayStation PCs, you can be in a virtual world together and it feels the same as the old school arcades. So I knew that that was kind of outdated and I needed to do something different. Um, and that's kind of how the, the concept of an end gamer was created. I got to tell you before you can, you can say that that virtual world, like the arcade until you can somehow get it to smell like body, <laughs> like straight body and stale soda. You you can't you can't reenact the arcade. I mean that's I mean that's a different level. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and I, I and I've got some thoughts in my head now. You're talking about games now. Your competition, if if I if I understand everything about the competition, right? And and please, Titus, I say shit wrong all the time, so make sure you you fix me. You've got about 400 members of the league currently, correct? Yeah. Now, I'm not a, to, to get into the league. Is this a like? I'll give you an example. So my one son is at University of Albany, and within like the first week of school, he was like, "I was like, hey, what are you doing today? Well, I got this, that, and the other, and I got COD League tryouts." And I'm like, I get, and he was at University of Southern Florida, and they had like. I never realized that you guys had like triple A, double A, single mm -hmm. A type baseball. Cause he was like, Oh, I was on the white team. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yep. And he explained it all to me. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I can get up in there. He's pretty damn good at the stuff, but that doesn't mean nothing coming from his dad. But of these 400 members, how do, you know, is it like, Hey, I'm Joe shit, the rag man. I can pay you. And then I get to be in the league or is it you're drafted into the league? How do you get in? Um, you can't pay to get in. Um, so we actually don't 
accept any form of payment from players. Um, we actually, we pay the players, they don't pay us. So um, we look at it kind of like the NFL, NBA. Um, and with that, we're not, you know, our goal is to get them to be paid um, higher than any NBA, NFL, whatever star uh, in the future. But you, it's easy come, easy go when it comes to registering. You can get into the league very easily. Um, so you can register just by signing up on our um, draft registration. Uh, and then you get you get drafted onto a team based on your skill, your skill set, you know, what genres of games you play. Um, even the, the concept of an end gamer. I know you have the the movie or the book reference. Yeah, like I, I'm all in the book is in my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an end gamer is a, a word that we actually created. It's uh, it, it's it, the master of the art form of gaming. So rather than focusing on any like Call of Duty, for example, their focus is on five different genres of games and in, instead of a particular game. So you have shooting games, fighting games, sports, racing and strategy games. Um, and those are all the different genres that you can compete I in. I love that. And so they master the art form of specific genres or all genres. The end gamer can master them all. Um, but uh, so they focus more on the art than they do any particular title. And that's really the difference between us and others. And so when we um, when we came up with that concept, the goal was to make it so that somebody could get into the league very easily. Uh, and then from there, they build up their resume. And so a lot of people join as a Call of Duty player, for example. We then register that as, okay, they're great at Call of Duty. What about Call of Duty are they great at? Is it movement? Are they better at aiming? Are they better at their decision making? Because that translates into other titles and other genres. So if you're a great decision maker, chances are you'll also be good at the sports games that require that type of decision making or the fighting games that require that type of decision making or the strategy games, right? If it's just your aim is better, like your, your ability to aim, well, then you may be better at more of the racing games because that's more of the split second. You got to move that, that, that positioning of the car and stuff like that. Um, and so we've been able to translate into the kind of the real life skills and um, and make it so that it's not about the game. It's about the skill or the art form of gaming and then putting people in the position to be able to succeed in gaming, uh, no matter what game they're playing. And you're and if I if I again, 33 different games is what we're talking about here. And most of the stuff, like I said, my, my sons are very into it. We've watched some of the league stuff that are out there they understand it very well but it's normally it is it's call of duty it's uh i can't think of the one that used to have commercials for all the time but it's like i can't league of legends um yeah. there there's like a handful of them uh over in korea they have you know some very specific like this is what we play and they've been yep. doing it for almost decades at this point um i'm trying to think By byron hewn i'm not sure if you know who byron is uh, he's been on. He actually wrote the game, the book on esports, as from a business standpoint. Um, and he's worked with uh, KPMG, the big financial company, oh, wow. so that they actually he's their financial guy. Like when these big financial companies are like, "Hey, we want to invest in esports," he's the guy they call. Okay, and he tells them how to do it. And we've talked about this, and he's like, "Those leagues are very specific driven." Yeah. How do you? Because there is so many and because, you know, you're not looking for that. What's the right term that that specialist in mm -hmm. a game? Um, how do you put and I won't say differentiate because I'm already explained how you differentiate. But how do you draw in that person so that they're like, yeah, I'd rather play all these games than just that one. Does that make sense? Like, oh, how do absolutely. You draw that yeah. So, um the the thing is the average gamer plays 24 games a year the average gamer and so the the norm in gaming is well you're you you're a little bit of a gamer right yeah i i mean i just finished i'm playing bg3 right now was playing ascendant uh okay. and then i got so stuck in spot. I got so, so and i got so pissed i finished harry potter okay that's three um What's my sons would be able to come in here and be like dad you also played blank 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 right okay uh, I'm, uh, oh uh uh, WWE uh, okay. 22, whatever it was, the newest one, 22. Yep. I didn't uh -huh. play 23 yet. Um, I love wrestling games. Yeah. Like, so, 
so just that there right like right from from what you've told me you you fit into a class of gamers that exists like it is more fringe to play one game than it is to play multiple games oh really it is well i mean realistically yes in esports no in esports everybody thinks of it the same way it's like they think of it like a linear game you get from here to here and that's it there's you know every rule makes it to where you have to do this thing specifically it's like everything's linear thought process right but in gaming gamers as a whole the other 99 percent of the world that plays video games plays multiple games they don't play one game and even the ones that are professional in that one game they always branch out and play other games right and so the the goal isn't really to convince them that um that to convince them to play multiple games the goal is to convince them that it is a competitive way of of expressing yourself through this thing that is gaming right it is a competitive way of truly being able to express yourself and a lot of the games so we have pro gamers that join our league they come from one game you know they're playing this game they're making money um and they'll join our league and the biggest thing we see is they they're given this ability to express themselves that they haven't been given in any other league because if you're playing in a call of duty league down to the gun you're allowed to use and the attachment on that gun there's yeah, rules. Oh, it's crazy like yeah. they're they're like i don't even know how they do it there is no form of expression in that and well there is don't you don't get me wrong there is there is but i think it's so limited that like if they opened that up you know it would be chaos for a little bit but eventually it would become a form of um, expression that I think you get to see, oh, this is the meta until it's not anymore, right? But a lot of these leagues don't even allow for there to be a meta. They just start out with this, this like, you have to play the game this way. If this person goes this way, you have to go that way. Like, and it's like, well, how are you really expressing yourself in that? Where and when you say meta, what do you mean? What do you mean when you're saying a meta means like every essentially what I mean is everyone is playing the game the exact same way. So like, if a rocket launcher is meta, then everybody uses that same rocket launcher because okay, I gotcha. it is almost impossible to beat. And we get those a lot in this league where, you know, everybody wins. A great game is Wreckfest. It's a demolition derby racer. It's crazy. It's it's a lot of fun. It's on our it's on our. Yeah, it's fun. It's Should on our wheel. all about that. Yeah, it's on our wheel. And for a long time, there was what everybody called the bus strat. And the bus strat was where every it rather than picking a car, everybody picked a bus. And then they would just destroy the car before they could finish the race, right? That became the meta in the league. Until, okay, gotcha. Until the teams realized if you mixed and matched, it was actually better. So you'd have two bus and maybe three racers, right? And the two buses take care of the other buses. Meanwhile, the racers are still racing and they win, right? So right. that that form of expression is allowed to happen here, whereas it, it doesn't it, – it, it's not allowed in other leagues because there's so many rules around it. Now there's other leagues. When I, when I hear that thinking of, you know, more mainstream sports. And I think that, that esports are becoming mainstream. Yeah. We just had the largest esports stadium built. Uh, there's esports stadium hotels now that you can stay at like resorts. This is, you know, uh, it's th- th- when people are like, uh, esports aren't sports. These aren't real sports. I go back to the argument of fishing. People are like, uh, outdoor sports fishing, bro. You, I fish. You put the pole in the water, and that's the end of this until the fish eats it or you reel it in. You're not really an athlete, you know. Let's let's not get silly. The best quote for that was uh, John Crook from the Phillies, who said, "I'm not an athlete. I'm a baseball player." You know. He, yeah. So. When you're when you're talking about uh, the the singular aspect of some of these, it reminds me of stock car racing because they all race the same car with the same outfits and the same yep. same pieces. Doesn't that mean that you're forcing the skill set over the equipment? Like you're what you're talking about, like hey, I can be creative. I can have the AK with these attachments and all these other things that may give me an advantage over you who likes to use an automatic shotgun. But when we force them all into the same equipment, isn't it in that same level as stock car? Like now your skills have to show. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes it to where essentially 
it's a it, when you're talking about the singular titles, yes, you it, it can do that. It doesn't always, but it can do that. Um, but when you're talking about what we're doing, it it makes it to where now you have the skill, the knowledge. You have skill plus knowledge and experience that gets to show. You get to gotcha. see the difference there. Like when you when you, you it, it's the craziest thing when you see somebody go into a match and they pick something that if you had a little bit of knowledge in the game, you would know to pick something better. But they don't because they don't know, right? And so we saw when we were um, in one of the uh, think of season three that we had fours on the wheel, and someone picked an Audi versus a F1 car, right? And it was like, well, that's <laughs> not going to work, right? But but they did, they picked what they thought was the fastest car, right? An Audi, I think it was an R8 or something like that, um, versus an F1. You know, it, it was yeah, never going to work, but. Yeah that's where the knowledge comes in and that's that storyline isn't allowed in any other um thing and and you could argue the same for you know in uh basketball everybody would just wear you know whatever the best jordans were if they really if it's going to give them that much of an advantage or right. in football everybody would have the best gloves every wide receiver would wear the but there's that expression that will always come out in any type of art i believe that expression where someone PCs are the master race is what they what they say the master race <laughs> I know um, what you're talking about yeah yeah because all the, the movement movement and all that stuff is so much better right but there are people that can play on controllers better period yeah. and so that but if you force everybody to use a PC does that make it only skill no it doesn't right you can have skill and use something else or express yourself a different way and and still make it down to skill, and that's what we've been able to do. And so, that's that's awesome. I well, I love the idea that if if I just really love the Audi A A A, like I'm gonna. This is what I'm. And if you look at that and you're like, dude, this guy's got an F1. You do you do know what that is? That's like a four cylinder with a billion horsepower. You understand that, right? Right. So, is there any games? And I'm just curious about this. So, have they? You had any games where? People have lobbied for you to say, hey, we want to add this game into the league. Because right now it's 33 matches. Mm -hmm. uh, you've given out over $100,000 in, in cash prize money. Um, and I definitely want to know about some of the sponsors here because that's who's paying your bills. And you're welcome to talk about them here. But have you had any games where on either side of it where people have lobbied you to say, hey, you know, we really want you to go ahead and find one of those ET console games that are buried somewhere in that landfill. We <laughs> want to play that one. Or yes. uh, my buddy's talking about the, the Ghostbusters. Or I remember the impossible Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that is impossible to play. Like, has anyone lobbied you for a game like that where either you, you let it in or you were like, no way, we, we could never do this? So that, that's the fun in, in what we do. Um, the expression doesn't stop in playing the game. You get to – so every season um, before I announce the new wheel, because it changes every season, and oh, okay. it's all staying within the genres, right? And so um, when you from a business perspective, uh, without diving too deep, we become the advertisers of the game, and now the game has to lobby to be on my wheel, right? If I, have, nice. if I own the audience and the audience isn't there for you or your game – they're there for me and my game. They're there for the UEL. Then now I have the control and the power over what I decide, right? You can't tell me I can't play your game. And if you do, cool. I'll just put in another game that is a fighter, a shooter, sports racer strategy, right? Nice. So um, every season, though, we have a specific number of games that are available for community, right? And so the community will send, I'll open it up to everybody and we have like, um, a huge, huge community. Um, but we open it up and we say, I, I say, just send me a message with your reasoning and a game that you want to add to this. And then I go through and I research for the next like three months. I'm researching um, each game that's being sent and saying, how does this work? You know, will this work? Um, do we, is this something that we will enjoy? Is this something that will last long term um, so that we can find both? We want small developers, we want large developers. We want um, the fringe games. We want the the big it. games. Um, we want all of it, and we just want to be able to express ourselves as end gamers. Um, Bro, I and, love it. Yeah, and so every year, yeah, every every season, a new wheel comes out. It's a it's the biggest event of the year where everybody gets to find out what are we competing. 
um, on and, and next season. So it's a hundred thousand dollars this season. Um, next season, it'll be another hundred thousand um, dollars. And then it, it'll, you know, continue and, and a new wheel will come out. We'll compete in that. And um, yeah, it's brother that I love that idea, but I'm going to lobby something right now. <laughs> Here's my lobby. Okay. Sports, whatever your sport, you know, whatever your sport game is, as I'm assuming you're playing either PC, PS5, yep. you know, that whatever that one is from Microsoft that nobody gives a shit about. Um, I don't play that game. Uh, here's my lobby. This year's championship for sports, you bring it old school and they have to play the original Sega Genesis Joe Montana sports talk <laughs> football. You have to play that. <laughs> that's like you whatever team they ran with this year sure you know because there's not a baltimore ravens in there so you got to play the cleveland browns in that one but whatever team they ran with all season long on the final one you've got to run with joe montana sports talk football what's your so thoughts we, we have um there's seven different sports games and um they range from like we have football we have hockey um the, um soccer all that and so your um, boy goat said pay us and we will i'm just giving out ideas i told i'm an old idea man like you can't ask an idea man for money i'm just yeah. all about the idea <laughs> yeah i mean that's really what it comes down to you know if if um you know so for some reason joe montana wants us to put his old game on the wheel and but think and... about that <laughs> think about that like like that puts every player again on an even playing field because probably most of your players weren't alive when that game came out. So now they've all got to play Sega Genesis, Joe Montana sports talk football, like with Joe's play and everything else. Yeah. Like we, he, I, I'll give the secret away. The play in that game is halfback toss and pass. Play the Chicago bears. Cause Walter Payton's still on there. So you do a halfback toss and pass to Walter Payton and it's a touchdown every fucking time. Like it, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, we, but you got some, like, you're getting a lot of love, brother. You're getting yeah, a lot we, of love. You got, uh, obviously, Goat Productions. Uh, you've got TCB, QWERTY. Uh, uh, give, give him, give him some love, Mr. You know, QWERTY. Mr. Bucket hey, is out buckets? there. Uh, goat says, Ender's, Ender Game, Ender Gamers. End Gamers. Ken yeah. and we'll do it all. Brother, yeah. I'm, I'm with it now. Now, Nate's my people. This is an important one as a gamer myself who enjoys games. I mean, bro, I even wore my third eye comics, uh, 20 sided die t-shirt for you. Look at that. I'm, I, I love my games, no matter what it is, tabletop, anything. I'm okay. playing BG three right now, but his question is, is what is your favorite food or drink? Like, do you have like, do you go Mountain Dew, Red Bull, or, or is you that, or are you like on that new level of gaming where it's like, I need water and tofu. Who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm a sparkling water guy. Um, and oh, it's that's really fancy. Yeah, no, it, I, I hated sparkling water growing up, uh, but n not to on a, a, a like my, my when my grandfather passed, he was big in sparkling water and I just started drinking sparkling water with everything. So that's been my thing for past, you know, year and a half, two years. But um, to eat no junk food. Uh, yeah. Well, to eat, I mean. Ah, like probably Dorito. like a, a Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> if Hi I guys, you're in VA, bro. You can get Bojangles. I have never had Bojangles in my life. I don't even know what you're talking about. Bro. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it now, but I've, I've never bro, had that in my life. Listen to me. Bojangles, <laughs> Bowberry biscuit is like, you know, the icing that they put on a Cinnabon. Yeah. You know, you know imagine that icing. On a blueberry biscuit, buttery. L listen to me. On a buttery blueberry biscuit. And one of uh, one of my uh, managers used to work at um, Bojangles. One of my store managers, and she. I'm gonna have to ask her about it. Shout out Wonku. And Mr. Bucket says he he's all about the the G Fuel. We do uh, NYCC every year, uh, New York City Comic Con. G Fuel is always there, always there, and you got Hollywood popping up. I need some competition in this league. I'm personally pay a team to come and beat me. Wow. Uh, Hollywood's dropping a gauntlet on y'all right now. Uh, yeah. Gives heartburn thinking about it. Uh, Hollywood is wild. Uh, the dad bod has changed. Go, listen, <laughs> to, 
goat. I, I did 20 years in the Marine Corps, used to be able to do 19 dead hang pull-ups, run three miles in 23 minutes and 100 crunches in two minutes. Uh, I am now no longer paid to do those things, and I rock a dad bod like a boss. So, so moving forward now, I know you mentioned the four locations for the league, but we also talked about virtual. So if somebody's interested in getting in the league, if I'm understanding it right, they don't need to be in VA. They don't have to travel down there. The league is played around. But if I wanted to go, is that still an option also? Um, it's the only option. So um, okay, believe it so or not, you do yeah, we come to VA. Yeah, yeah. All all of our players travel. We have people that travel from Vegas, uh, California, um, all the way down to to Virginia to compete in this thing. So it's it's all over. Most a lot of our players are coming from New York every week. Um, and so the te- each team is owned by uh, an investor, and like a just like an NFL, NBA team, right? And so their um, their goal is to they have an eighteen man roster, and in any given game, they play between five and seven players. And so their goal is to get people out when they need them. And so if you're playing a team that's that heavily focuses on fighting games and sports games, you may not bring a fighting and sports team right you may bring out your players that are more focused on you know strategy games and shooters or or whatever and so certain teams focus on certain things um and it's normally based on what the the team owner uh decides they want to focus on or the general manager um decides they want to focus on and and i I don't mean to i might be starting something here I mean, Mar- Marcus is telling Hollywood he should be practicing right now and not watching the show. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm hearing you. Uh, I'm I'm hearing you there, Marcus. But I mean, Hollywood already said all of y'all need to go ahead and get your shit together. He's taking down the whole league. You over here telling my man he needs to be practicing. Interesting. I don't know how you feel about that, Hollywood. But uh, damn. But and go go you and NY. We have to talk about where you at. I'm in I'm in upstate. I'm in Albany. So. Do they know coming into the weekend, and it's a whole weekend play, right? It's not just that's uh, one one game, one, one day. game. Uh, yeah. Do they know coming into it like, hey, this weekend is sports, and they know what sport it is, or is it like, hey, we show up and this is what we're playing? So I'm a, I'm gonna blow your mind a little bit. So yeah, please. Um, so. Essentially, when they come out, they know they're playing against, let's say, the bots, since the owner of the bots is in chat. So who's, who's the owner of the bots? The goat is the owner of the bots. So goat. So let's say the bots are playing the Reapers. Right. So if the bots and the Reapers are co- going to match up against each other, they know the time and place that they're playing. Then when the clock starts, there's a roulette wheel with the 33 games. So there's 33 games for a reason. So it's, I, I like roulette. I, I'm a Bro, I love so, it. So the wheel spins and it has all 33 games and they're mixed and matched for, for genre. So that season's game, this season has like seven shooters, seven sports, um, you know, seven racers, you know, whatever. And so wheel spins and it lands on a game. They play that game. That game is worth one point. So then it'll spin again without that game on it. So that wheel shrinks, that game's taken off, it spins again. And it continues for the next four hours until the four hours is up and one of the teams has more points. If it's a tie, they go into a sudden death with whatever's left on the wheel. Um, and then that's the end of the game. And so they go into it not knowing what they're going to have to play. They have to be prepared for everything. I love every bit of that. I was so happy to hear you because like in my head, that's what I'm thinking. That is as fucking cool as it gets. Because again, we've, we've kind of mentioned some of these other leagues and it's like, you know, the COD League, I, I mentioned that one because I played – well, there's another game, Call of Duty. I played Call of there Duty. There you go. You're at uh, like 10 I, games now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm at 35 games this year, and I'm thinking to myself, like, God, I didn't think I played that many. Right. But, but that's a, another one. But I love the idea because those leagues are – we play this. Yep. This is the game we, we play. Yep. Uh, that's the end of it. But Marcus, don't, don't let it – look, I know Marcus that he probably just texted you and was like, <laughs> he's coming for you. Don't let him come for you, brother. <laughs> I got your back, man. What what league? What team is Marcus in? Uh, Marcus is actually um, not on a team. He's the chief uh, production officer. So he Marcus, all of our- I'll get get you a team, man. I got you, bro. <laughs> but but I love the idea that you you kind of somebody couldn't just show up and be like, hey, we're playing COD or we're playing League of Legends. This you know or uh, Gran Turismo, which I got to ask you a question about that. Um, and they really you know. 
you have to be prepared for anything that could be dropped in your lap. Now, can a player play back-to-back games? Like, so say I'm a really good sports player and, you know, also really good at some RPG that you're playing. I don't know if there's an RPG that you could play yep. in that short of time. But maybe I'm really good at that and they end up back-to-back. Can I play back-to-back or am I forced to sit out at least one round and somebody else has to play? Great question. So um, we set it up like a baseball uh, rotation. So every single person on that team has to play. And so the coach has to determine that games are won and lost by coaching. And so the coach has to determine, is that game important enough? Is that player important enough to play in this game, knowing that that's your best player for whatever the next game could be, right? And so they have to strategize. Is this win that necessary or could we, you know, hold back a little bit, maybe keep our best player out and then get the win anyways. So you have to know who you're matching up against. There's a lot of film to watch. Um, every game is streamed. So, you know, a lot of the the coaching and, and general managers, they're watching film to know, you know, what is the matchup like for this team versus this team versus this team. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, coaching is 60% of our league. Uh, if you don't have a good coach, you, you've lost already. You have like a discord that people can, can get on to, while the league's going like, so while the stream is happening on Twitch, I could be on discord talking about what's happening. Yep. Yeah. And our, uh, in our discord, um, which is on all our socials at UEL esports. So um, yeah, the discord is just nothing but trash talking uh, mostly from <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah, so I can tell most, mostly Hollywood in there just trash talking every new person that joins. We had a, a major pro, like one of the top five um, fighting game players in the world joins the league and, uh, Hollywood's first comment to the guy is, yeah, but you can't beat me in anything else. So it's like he joins the Discord and immediately is getting called out. But um, yeah, he has he has no, uh, he, I mean, Hollywood is ranked. So we, we have rankings, we have stats for everything. Um, so every player has their, their ranking and their stats for every genre. We know all the games they've won and lost in their career. Um, and Hollywood is ranked based on the numbers, number one in the league. So Now Hollywood, this is just for you. I saved this. I save this sound drop for certain people. This is for you, brother. You got tiger blood. You know, I got tiger blood, man. I save that for certain special people. That's for you, brother. So so we can we can jump in. We can get into different games. You got to be prepared. This isn't so this isn't like like, hey, I'm going to I got my Mountain Dew and my uh, I'm going to head down with a bag of Doritos. I'm going to play video games like this is legit. You know, there's strategic pieces to this. They're working it all out. I mean, I everything you're telling me, this is something as a sports guy who enjoys sports, I would want to watch this. Like, yeah. I get bored watching those leagues. I'm sorry. Like, hey, come on. And I'm like, like, my sons will be like, Dad, I'm a big fan of blah, blah, blah from Los Angeles and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, are they going to play any other games or this is it? Yeah. And that's all they play. And and I have to say, man, I'm really, really uh, loving every bit of what you're saying. So now sponsorship, though. So who are some of the people that are are sponsoring you? Because, I mean, $100,000 isn't a drop in the bucket. Any one of us that's watching this, I mean, you probably stab your best friend in the big toe for $100,000. So, I mean, <laughs> where who are some of the sponsors that are out there? Uh, so uh, most of it was self-funded. Um, for a while, we have uh, Gracie's Jiu-Jitsu, shout out the GOAT, um, who's helped the us with goat. funding there, as that's well. That's a different yep. animal. Um, and then um, uh, G-Cubed and GC3S, which is a so technology they? company. They're, they're a cybersecurity uh, company. That, uh, and, then, uh, um, and they are part with, partnered with a nonprofit. Uh, we just got a couple partnerships with some headsets with Lucid Sound um, still. And then uh, Zip. Uh, zip chairs which is the official nfl um uh gaming chair and okay. uh then we have like little things we're working on with uh with other people that i won't bring up now but um that are um in the works as well so um most of it is just on just grinding to get you know come up with the cash uh and then put on a show <laughs> that's 90 that's 90 of it brother you know yeah now how about uh some of the games that are that are coming up like starfield i want to play starfield I, but i have a job and i i don't know if i could play that game like have you heard about this game 
Yeah, the the one in the like it has like all of the the whole galaxy basically that you can explore. Every, and, every yeah. planet is a actual like explorable world. Uh, Imagine Dragons wrote the theme song for it. Yep. Like it's called like I think it's called song's called like Star Child or something like that. I just heard it the other day. I was like, this is a jamming ass like Imagine Dragon song. But like, would that be a game that's too much? For what you're doing, and if so, what are some of the games that like you are thinking about? Like, like I told you, I like WWE. Like, would that be a kind of a game like you could say, like, hey, you could be Brock Lesnar, I'm gonna be Mark Henry. Yeah, WWE is on the wheel. Um, so yeah, so that's on the wheel. Um, I would say those those games aren't off the the list. Eventually. The the um, eventually what will happen is the games will create some sort of game mode to fit within what we're trying to do. And so um, as of now, if the game doesn't have a specific game mode that will fit into what we're trying to do, then no, it's it's, we're not going to play it. Um, But. The if, you know, as we grow and we get a big enough community, let's say we have a a million, you know, um, gamers and viewers and people trying to join, you know, at that point now we can go to those types of games and say hey you want to come out with a bang you want to really be able to to promote yourself you want to have a community of people here's what how you do that you know you make it a a game on our wheel and then you create some sort of game mode that we can play um that fits within what we're trying to do and then we'll go from there and so what we're really doing is trying to give control back to the gamers at one point you couldn't put out a game if it wasn't finished. You couldn't put out. Um, Absolutely. At, there was a, there was a point in time uh, in both of our lives where a game had to be finished before it came out. Mm-hmm. Now um, everything is a microtransaction, and the games don't even have to be finished, right? Because the developers own every part of every world. So yeah, they just own Rockstar. They don't fucking yeah. finish anything. <laughs> yeah, they own the both the competitive side, the esports side. They own it because. The nobody in esports is well. I'll say this: people in esports aren't thinking outside of the box, and they're staying in that in that box, which is then being they're being forced to do it the way that Call of Duty says. Like, and so that becomes an issue. But then on top of that, it makes it to where everybody has to follow what the whatever the developers do. You just got to live with it. If you want to be able to have fun and express yourself and play a video game, you got to live with whatever comes out. Right? You can complain. You can do all that stuff, but you can't really control any of it with what we're doing. If we can keep the community playing the games that really the community loves and the the games that are being completed, if it's not complete, if it's not done right, if it's microtransactioned out, then it comes off the wheel and you lose an entire community. Right. You're talking about destiny, right? You're talking about destiny. Like yeah, microtransaction. That's one of them. I loved my Destiny, bro. I played that's another sh- game. We're already how many games are we at now? <laughs> bro, I played the shit out of Destiny and I was a monster. I don't care what nobody said. I I was a monster. I used to go in and try to like kill off like like underbosses that needed like teams of three by myself. And I was like, Yeah, I got this. Don't worry about it. I shoot him like twice and hide for 10 minutes and I shoot him two more times. I don't care. <laughs> But I mean, but I, I love the idea of you guys are trying to take that part of the community back and, and give back. And, and we're getting close to closing the bar up here. I mean, this is absolutely fascinating to me because I, I really think, Titus, you're tapping into a side of this that is more for. Well, like you said, the, the average person plays 24 games in a year. You're tapping into the real game player yep. vice that <clears throat> it's like the kid in school who like, well, don't you know, Johnny plays baseball right. and he plays fall ball and he right. plays spring ball. Right. And then when the season during the winter time, his parents ship him down to Florida to live with his grandmother so he can play even more baseball. You know, like, that's what we're seeing in these other bullshit leagues. And, and that's the lives that they're living where on the other side, you're appeasing to like, God, I couldn't imagine the excitement of sitting there and watching that wheel turn and pulling <laughs> a straight, pulling a straight uh, prices, right. And all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you're down to your one guy in the rotation who sucks at first person shooters. And there yeah. it is. <laughs> Destiny happens like, every game. Oh, 
every like, game. At and this guy's like, like it's not these games. It's bullshit. Yeah. And it's, it's like, wanna... you'll never see this again. This will never happen again. But it happened now. And we know, what are the chances? Every minute of that. That's, you know, and that just sounds like it's fun and, and it adds some excitement. Now, the other side to this is if folks wanted to come see the games, like, is there, is there like a, a an ability to go see it or yeah we have an arena like, here in, so yeah we have an, an arena here in stafford where you can watch okay. it live um or if you want to watch it online online um we're at, on twitch at uel esports and then it gets it's live on twitch and then it gets uploaded to youtube um afterwards but i'll say this too um quickly so the you when you think about like other sports the nfl nba they took you know almost 100 years to to yeah. really blow up because they're very they're specific they're a specific type of thing right just like with esports you're playing one game or one title or whatever when the ufc came out it didn't take away from boxing it didn't take away from jujitsu it didn't take away from wrestling it didn't take away from all those different things they still very much succeeded on their own it wasn't about taking away from those things it was about giving the the viewer the spectator something that could truly demonstrate who the ultimate fighter was, right? And that was the beauty of the UFC and why it blew up at fast, 10 times faster than any of those other sports, right? And when you think about all these different fighting genres, they still do okay on their own, you know, but UFC has something special in that it, it allows you to demonstrate the art of fighting and, and you get to see that art form in its truest form, where it's not just about who's the best boxer, kickboxer, taekwondo, jujitsu, whatever. It's who's the best fighter, right? And they mix those things up and you see these different styles that are like, whoa, what is that, right? That's what we're doing. That is, that is exactly how we're doing it. And that's exactly why we'll be the largest esports league on the planet in three years. Uh, bro, as long as I can say I knew. So I have certain rules on this show. Like I told you the rules at the beginning. There is another rule. I didn't tell it to you. So I only have one rule and no one's been able to do this for me yet. You want to know what that is there, Titus? What is it? I need to walk a red carpet. I need to walk a legit red carpet at some point. <laughs> I'm leaning into the mic now. You see this right now. I'm going to go I'll ahead and get my dad voice on and everything. Listen to me, son. Never walked a red carpet. I want <laughs> to walk a red carpet in the legit red carpet where people stop and go, I don't know who this man is, but we need to go ahead and take his picture. Yep. So if you in three years, if you're the biggest biggest thing on the block, I got I need you. you at some point. And where wherever you at, goat, if you're still with us, I need you you and Marcus to be like, Hey, you remember this like no name podcast that you were like, he was giving you all this love. You're supposed to bring him up here to walk a red carpet. So keep that in mind. I got Deal? you. I promise. I promise right. you that. I got you. So, and and it's interesting that you bring up UFC. Um, I'm still a fan that I think Dana White, he did a great job with it. But I remember OG UFC where there was no weight classes. Yeah. Are you old chaos. enough to remember? Absolutely. You chaos. remember no weight classes? I so I've never I've never really watched a UFC fight in my life. I actually oh. only watched the business side of it. So I studied oh, okay. the business side of it. Smart. Um, I mean, yeah. there's no more that. Yeah, I, I just I'm not really big into watching any type of sport. It's just not my thing. See, my look, my man Marcus got me. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> but if you go back and watch like old school UFC, um, you will see guys. And I interviewed Dan Severin, who is a Hall of Fame UFC or Hall of Fame pro wrestler. And him and I talked about some of these fights. And there's a fight where this dude was like this big black dude was like 350 pounds. And he fights this little tiny white dude and gets his ass kicked because the guy was able to knock him down. And Dan was telling me about the fight. He was like, yeah, that little dude couldn't fight anymore after that because he broke his hands on that dude's face. Jeez. Like I like that's the UFC I miss, like where you could get a guy who's like, spin the wheel. Oh, shit. You know, yeah. Five foot seven and a half Murph has got to fight six foot eight tall, you know. Andre the Giant, I guess it's happening. Structure is I, great, but there's something beautiful in chaos as uh, well. It, it's like that that chaos can allow the freedom of expression in a way that structure can't. Uh, hey, go! I'm gonna throw you a side uh, a side one that you'll you'll love. So 
we're involved with the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. We are their official podcast. Do it every year. It's up here in the Albany area. So if you ever come up to New York to what used to be the Knickerbocker and the Pepsi and the MVP and all that, uh, if you look into it, they just introduced a gentleman, and I can't think of his name right now. I wish Seth or Mike was around, who was a, you'll like this, if you like UFC and you like the business end to it. He was a pro wrestler back in the early 1900s, 1920s, 1930s, who went to Japan for like a month, two months, and started whooping their best judo and jujitsu masters using American wrestling. Interesting. Just started whooping them. And because what he was doing is, is they were used to, that's a very throw oriented sport. Well, he started whooping them and they started introducing more arm locks and joint locks and chokeholds because of this guy. And he just started whooping these dudes. He just got introduced into the hall of fame this year and is really now that he's kind of been brought back to light really is the originator of American MMA. Hmm. And he brought it, he brought skills to Japan that had never been there before. And then these things got introduced into the martial arts. And now we just think of them as Japanese martial arts, hmm. but it was a pro wrestler that brought them. Yeah. That's it's awesome. absolutely amazing. So, so when's the next big event, brother? I, I just want to throw that sidebar. Yeah, every, every weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So um, every weekend um, we have uh, another game. So uh, this weekend. No breaking the league at all? Nothing? Like it's Not really. Uh, yeah, it's, it's year round. Every, every three months is another $100,000 tournament. So No um, shit. Yeah, so it's about 300000 a year, yeah. So every three months, league restarts. It's hundred mm -hmm. k So you, you got your – Brother, I'm thinking business here for a second. You're you got your hustle on yeah. every minute. Every minute. You yep. you're doing your best. You're doing your best horror routine every chance you get. <laughs> Going for you broke. Are pimp, you are pimping it out every <laughs> chance you got. Going for broke. We got it. We we're Bro. gonna make this thing, like I said, three years. That's awesome. Like, like my my wife and I, I own my own business. And my wife, my sons are always like, What are you doing? I'm like, I got work to do, but it's five o'clock. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I know how to tell time too. <laughs> you know, but I bro, I this is for you. That's the you know, I hate the term side hustle. I really do. It's about a second job. It means you have two jobs, three jobs. Stop saying side hustle. You are hustling though. Yeah. Brother, I love the sound of that every minute. I, I'm gonna be kind of nosy. How old are you? Uh, 30, 33 brother fucking rock out, bro. <laughs> Take control of your own life and your own destiny. I got to ask you this quick, quick thing. So you, you went from a pay. So you really didn't have a paycheck life cause you were a real estate agent. So you uh, knew what it meant. No, I was still W2 cause I was doing more developing. So I wasn't an okay. agent. I was never licensed. Okay. So you weren't in that piece. So how hard was it to, to learn how to not be an employee? I got to ask that. Uh, how hard was that to learn? I don't think in my head I was ever an employee. Like, okay, I never followed like the rules. I never like, even when I was doing it, um, I was always at the top of the class, no matter where, you know, whether it was in school and then in, in uh, insurance and then in, in real estate. Um, and I made a lot of money in real estate, but eventually it got to a point where this got too big and they said, you either shut this, you got to pick one. You're going to have to shut this down or whatever. And as you can see, I chose this. So man can't serve two masters. Yeah. So that was, that was my wife and I's conversation. When I started my current business, she was like, were well, you going to keep doing this other thing while you do that? I'm like, man can't serve two masters. Yeah. Either do one or the other. I can't do both brother. I love fucking awesome, man. That like that, that like, I love everything about your league, but that side of the hustle is so awesome to me. You're you created something that does not exist anywhere else. It yep. doesn't. No. Nope. Now, do you have that? No, okay, again, three years. Stafford, Virginia is not like a mecca. Let's be honest with you. Right. Right. This is not a mecca. No. What would be the location if you know we're at that three year mark? We we we've moved this from a hundred thousand dollar every three months to two fifty every three months, three hundred every three months. Let's call it that. 300 every three months. So a, a badass 
like like mama <laughs> Hollywood think he the baddest. <laughs> but I mean, you start getting three hundred thousand every three months. That's a different game, right? Even a hundred thousand. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so, think if people understood every three months you could make a hundred k, it's a four hundred thousand dollar a year job. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, what location? I, I what, what's I, your what's your venue like? Like, what there, would be the venue that you'd be like, yeah? There wouldn't there wouldn't be a venue. It would be each each state at that point would have their oh. own venue. And then states would travel to different venues to have competitions. So you'd have your home games and your away games based on um, how the schedule is set up. It's already done that way. So we already have okay. like New York Bandits, New Jersey Gorillas. Um, so they're all in different Virginia bots, you know, uh, West Virginia Trolls. All, all, they're all different locations. <laughs> <laughs> Why is West Virginia Trolls? That's, that's uh, a Jersey guy got old dad too. Yeah, so. Oh, they got uncle dads. <laughs> Oh, that's but, funny. But each location would have its own venue that they travel to to compete. And so, um, yeah, that that would be the the ideal um, scenario. Every place has its own arena and they're competing in their different arenas. Each each state is um, meant to have its own team, too. So eventually we'll go from 12 teams to 52 teams. Not anytime soon. But you um, Puerto, but, Puerto Rico and and yep. who else? Puerto uh, Rico the, and like, is it, the Samoan uh, Islands. Yes. Yeah. I think Bahamas is the other. Uh, Bahamas, okay, or U.S. Virgin. I mean, yeah, you just have like the Islanders. Yeah, but they have, well, their theme music has to be Island Boys. <laughs> yeah, that would if be they come out, they're gonna be like Island Boys. We don't know how to sing. If we had to have a home office, it would probably be in like somewhere warm that that we could go where I could you know chill and and relax with all of the other oh, um, man, you from, executives you're from VA. I, I grew up in Baltimore, dog. I'm from Baltimore originally. You, you down there in VA, like y'all get stupid snow. Like I don't understand how like you guys get like stupid snow compared to Baltimore. You get worse snow than we got. It doesn't make sense either. It's always like right once the winter's over, then we get this big snowstorm. Oh, y'all get stupid yeah, snow. Stupid, yeah. folks. Look, <clears throat> we're getting ready to close the bar up here. We're we're getting ready to come to that time. Titus, I love everything about your energy the way you're putting this league together i mean there is nothing about this that just doesn't sound fun the idea of the wheel you know the different games i still think you need to do a weekend you do do like an 8 bit or a 16 bit or a 64 bit weekend i think that that would just fuck everybody's head up <laughs> like if you if they were all coming in like yeah, so I'm I'm really good at uh blah blah blah, and all of a sudden, you know, the, your first person shooter guy's got to play Goldeneye. Like, how great would that be? Like, oh, you're big first person shooter, you're playing Goldeneye this weekend. Yeah. That would be amazing to me. Or, or or original Doom, like that would just be so much fun to me. So what you're doing is amazing. And folks, look, uh, Titus knows his marketing he knows how this process works goat if you're in production you understand this if you like what you just heard here from from me with titus give us a like give us a follow give us a share all those things on facebook linkedin youtube twitter twitch going on to apple podcast spotify podcast giving that five star rating that's how this league in three years becomes bigger than anybody else that's how they blow anybody else out because they hear it on these shows. They find out about it. I sent you, I sent a message to my son. That's really into the whole call of duty league. And I'm like, Hey, I've got this league on. He's like that. I've never heard of them. I'm like, here's the link. Go check it out because we have to do that. That's how we do it as a community. Your 400 tell 400 who tell 400. And the next thing you know, this is blowing up. So give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. And if you're finding me, Titus through me, I expect the same exact thing. Going on to his YouTube, his Twitter, his Twitch, finding out what they've got going on. He's on LinkedIn too, folks. He's pretty active on there. Go see what he's got going on. Give him that like, that follow, that share. This is important. This is how we grow each other. This is how the community piece to this works. It's that important. Now, Titus, I know you've listened to all, what am I up to? Like this is 190-something or 200. I have to look. I've so lost track. I'm such <laughs> a horrible person that way. But I know you listen to every single episode. I know you had the GOAT and his production team sit down and listen to all of them because they needed to know what was going on. So you know what's about to come. 
every guest gets the final word in every episode. And as I tell everyone, don't log on after, right after, don't log off after this. We got to talk for a minute. So what's the final word there, Titus? Uh, <laughs> Spotlight. <laughs> final word. Um, shout out to the best team in the world, UEL Esports. Um, shout out to uh, the best family in the world at home. Love you guys. Alrighty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been a Second Front Podcast presentation found on Apple, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found.